So are y'all ready to dive in? Did you, I'm going to ask this question, and we get asked this question every week. Did you come expecting? Did you guys come expecting to receive from God this morning? Right? Uh, what are your expectations for this morning? Uh, when I first heard this question, I didn't fully understand what it meant. And then uh, maybe a few months ago, it really clicked into my mind, or it clicked in me what it really meant. And I shared this at Huddle one time. But when, uh, when you go and buy groceries for the house for a week or two weeks, however long you buy groceries for, the first thing you do is what? You make a list of what you need. You make a list of everything that you need to, for those meals. Because if you were to go to Walmart or go to wherever you go buy your groceries and you don't have that list, you're going to be wandering around. And you're not going to, you're basically wasting your time because you're going to go and be like, well, do I need this chicken or do I have chicken and things like that. And so when you make that list, that grocery list, you already have in your mindset of what I need. And so when you get to Walmart, you already know what you need to go get. And so that's the same way it is when we come in here. Before we even leave the house, we got to have that mindset of what do I need? What do I need from God? What do I need to receive from God? And some may say, why is this important? Why do I have to have an expectation? But that's, if you look throughout the Bible, you can see where some people had an expectation, was expecting something from God. And like, uh, I thought about the lady with the issue of blood. What did she do? She said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And she had an expectation of, if I go touch his garment, God is going to heal me. And so that's the way we need to come in here. Whatever you need, know that God has it. God isn't like Walmart where he, Walmart may or may not have it. God has it. Amen. Amen? So have an expectation today that God is going to do something for you today. Because the service can go two ways. We can either come in here and do our Sunday Christian duties and just come in here and check it off our schedule. Or we can come in here and receive from God and gain something That'll change the next few weeks in our lives, right? But it's all a choice. It's all up to us on how we want the service to go, right? And so I gave someone a little bit of time to change their expectations in here. And so uh, did you come expecting? Okay. Father, let's pray real quick. Father, we thank you for today. Father, we put expectations on this service, and we say, have your way, Father. Have your way. Whatever you want done, let it be done, Father. It's your will, not ours. And we just thank you for it in advance for the outcomes to come, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. And so today I want to talk about something that we've all talked about uh, in different ways and formats. And I want to talk about something that even our elementary kids have talked about before. And it's something so... I don't want to use the word simple, but it's so simple, but yet such a great reminder and a great encouraging word, okay? And so today, uh, my title is Stay Connected. And so throughout my message this morning, uh, I'll talk about it more and you'll fully understand what I mean by stay connected. 
But right now, I want everyone to think about a fruit tree. Some type of fruit tree, don't care what it is. If it's your favorite fruit tree, let it be that. And so some of y'all may have a fruit tree in your backyard. Some might have grew up with a fruit tree. So I want you in your mind to think about that fruit tree, okay? And so, but before you start thinking about all those pies you probably made with the fruit, I want you to think about the fruit tree in itself, okay? And so today I'm going to use an apple tree. And when you think about an apple tree, it's a big, beautiful tree, right? Pretty tall, uh, has some green leaves on it, has some branches on it, right? And it has some apples. I also like apple trees because when I was in, when I was in like elementary cl- age and we had to draw trees, I would draw an apple tree and it was easy because you, all, you only had to make uh, red dots on the trees. <laughs> and so we all have that picture in our mind, right, of an apple tree, how it looks. And so I've asked some people and some people say that the branch is the part that grows the apple that it's the branch that creates that apple. And to an extent, they're correct, right? The apple comes from the branch. But the branch in itself, if I was to have a branch from a fruit tree right here in my hand, it wouldn't be able to create that fruit because it has to be connected to the tree, right? And so in order for the fruit to grow into something delicious, that branch must be connected to the tree, right? And so I want to talk about, uh, I want to talk about a fruit and a spiritual fruit. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Galatians 5 real quick. Galatians 5. I'm going to read verse 22 and 23. But it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. So now we're talking about a spiritual tree, right? Or a spiritual fruit, not, a, not our apple anymore. And so what's the fruit? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, right? And so a lot of times I feel like people don't fully comprehend or fully understand this, uh, these verses. And they read it, and what they get is that God is telling them to be full of love, full of joy, and so on. And yes, it's telling us to be full of those things. But what I feel, what I believe that some people don't fully understand is that it's not us that are supposed to make those fruits. It's not us that can create those fruits. What he says is that all those uh, characteristics, the fruit is created when we're connected with Jesus. And so, uh, turn in your Bibles, if you will, to John chapter 15. 
And we'll go to verse 4 and 5. And I'll read it out of the NLT. And it says, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So what Jesus is saying is that in order for a branch to bear fruit, it needs to stay connected to the vine, right? To the tree. And so good fruit will naturally grow and come out of the branch when it's connected to the vine. When the branch is connected, then the branch doesn't have to create a fruit in its own power. Because its job is to stay connected to the vine. When, the, when it's connected and stays connected, good fruits will be produced. And Jesus is saying that we are the branch. And our only responsibility is to stay connected to Jesus. When we stay close to Jesus every day, then we will bear good fruit. And what is the fruit that we're talking about? Love, joy, right? And so, just like the branch can't, connect, can't create fruits on its own, we can't either. That's the Holy Spirit's job, and our job is to stay connected. And we need to stop trying to do the Holy Spirit's job. Once we stop doing the Holy Spirit's job, then we can, we'll finally start uh, dealing with situations a little differently. Because when something doesn't go our way, then we can still have the joy of the Lord. When someone that rubs us the wrong way comes, in, comes around us, we can show them the love of God. And so it's, it's important for us to stay connected to Jesus because when we see an, see an apple tree, we know it's an apple tree by the fruit, right? When we go see any type of trees, we know it's that type of tree because of what it carries, right? And likewise, it is with us. When people come around us, they're going to know the fruits that we carry by how we show it. So you can show people love. You can show people joy and stuff like that, and they'll know that you're connected to Jesus. And so if y'all know anything about me, and, my, and the youth group hears this like almost every week, but I'm really big on finding opportunities and open doors to, to share Christ to others. And in my personal opinion, I feel like this can be one of the uh, simplest ways to show Christ to others. Because we ain't got to talk, we ain't got to do nothing, but when we show people that we respond to situations differently, they're going to see that there's something different about us. And so when I was thinking about this, I thought about one of our youth kids. Her name is Amanda, and she just lost her dad a few weeks ago. Pastor Michelle uh, prayed about it one Sunday morning, and uh, our youth team and I went to the funeral, and Amanda completely like, not surprised, but amazed me on how she was reacting. Because at a funeral, when everybody thinks about a funeral, we think about people crying, people being very emotional, right? Mm -hmm. 
And I'm pretty sure I've seen Amanda at the funeral comfort other people. There's, she had such a peace upon her that was like 100% visible. And so I thought about that, and I'm like, man, she's really connected to Jesus. Because like I said, funerals can be very emotional, and it's understanding. But the way she carried herself, the way she responded to the situation, she knew that she still had the victory in her life and that one day she was going to be reunited with her dad, right? And so it, it showed me that that's how we're supposed to respond to situations in life. Regardless of what it is, we sh- should still show love. We should still show joy, right? And so a few weeks back at work, uh, most of y'all know that I work for an electrical company. And uh, I worked on the resi- residential new build team. And so we did a lot of the houses that were being built. And I was on the team for like, I want to say about eight months, nine months. And just recently, I had another team lead come up to me and ask me, have I heard? And I was like, what? And he was like, has anybody talked to you yet? And I'm like, no. And this is like first thing in the morning, about 7 o'clock in the morning. And he was like, has anybody talked to you? And I was like, dude, it's 7.02. I barely got here. And so he was like, uh, he was like, so no one has talked to you yet? And I was like, no. And he was like, well, I'll tell you then, but you're, you're about to start working on my team. Uh, they're moving you teams. Now, I got used to the team that I was working with. I enjoyed what I was doing. Like, this is what I, like, I had a good time going to work. I was excited about going to work. And so the first thing that came into mind was, no, that's stupid. Like, I don't want to go. Like, why do I have to go? The team, we had like seven plus people on the team. Like, why me? And so he gave me a whole spill of the whole situation and stuff like that. And I realized I had a choice in the time. I had a choice to either get upset, get angry, talk back to him, talk back to the owner, right? Or I had a choice. My other option was to respond in a loving way, in a kind way. And, uh, And I had to remind myself of who I was. I had to remind myself of who I was connected to. And remind myself that I'm a reflection of Christ to these people. And so if they see me acting a fool, what are they going to think about the church? And so all of this is going through my mind. And so they called me into the office and they gave me a formal speech of what was happening and stuff like that. And I responded in the right way, in a respectful way, in a kind way. And when I did that, great things came from it. When I responded right, they talked to me right, we moved on. And now working on this new team, there's better things happening for me. And so there's things like I'm not having to work late hours. I don't have to travel all the way to the Georgia line. I'm here in town. I'm like, some of these things are a lot better. But I, I question myself, what would have been the response from them if I responded differently? Right? Because we live in a lost and dying world where they're trying to 
fill that void in their life. And when they see us respond differently, they notice. They notice, and people want what we have, and that's simply just Jesus. They want the joy that we have. They want the love that we have, right? And so they want us to show them how to get the love, to get the kindness, to get the joy. And that's simply just being connected to Jesus. Because being connected to Jesus does more than just give us those fruits in our personal life. It opens up doors for people that are around us, right? And so staying connected to Jesus, so stay connected to Jesus. And when you stay connected, the Holy Spirit's the Holy Spirit can, can create those characteristics in your life, right? And so some of you may say, well, how do I know if I'm connected to Jesus or not? So if you're still in it, go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 20. Galatians chapter 5, verse 20 says, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, senseless urges, arguing, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, and division. So what fruits are you bearing in your life? How do you respond to situation and circumstances in your life? Do you respond in love, joy, patience? Or do you respond in anger, jealousy, selfish? Do you cause drama around you? These, all those things are considered bad fruit. And we know that Jesus only creates good fruit. And so, do you feel like bad things are bearing in your life? Because if it is, then it can show that you're, you're not fully connected to Jesus, or we're not fully connected to Jesus. And just like an apple tree, when the branch falls, that fruit will rot on the ground. And when you're not connected to Jesus, it shows that we're walking in our flesh, that we're walking in what we want to do. And so, what do you do to connect to Jesus and bear those good fruits? Well, first, you got to have a relationship with Him. You got to have Jesus in your heart, right? You got to read the Word. You got to know the Word. You got to worship Him. You got to listen to what He tells you to do, what the Word tells you to do, right? And so, it's time for us to stop walking in our flesh and walk in the Spirit. It's, if I was to go to your coworkers, or if I was to go to your kids and ask, how does mom and dad react to situations in life, what would be the response? Because I feel like kids are more out and open than your coworkers are, and they'll tell you the truth. And so we all wake up in the morning and have to make that choice and make that decision whether or not we're going to walk in the Spirit or walk in our flesh. And we all wake up in the morning and have to decide if we're going to walk in the flesh 
and walk in the things that Galatians 5.20 says, or if we're going to walk in the Spirit? How do you respond when the coffee maker at work messes up and now you can't have coffee, coffee for the day? Do you blame waking up on the other side of the bed as your excuse to walk in the flesh? We all, uh, what kind of fruits do you want to be known as? Staying connected to Jesus doesn't just get you the fruit that we're talking about. When you stay connected to Jesus, there's a lot more that you can get. Because when you're connected to Jesus, then we start having that victory. When, we, when we're connected with Jesus, then we start walking in that healing life, right? And when we're with Jesus and connected to Jesus, even when we fall short, we can get back up, right? But it's up to us. I can't make you do it. Pastor Allen can't make us do it. Your wife or husband can't make you do it. Mom and dad can't make you walk in the spirit. It's up to you. It's up to how you live your life, how you want to live your life, what you want to be known as. And so it's up to us if we want to be known as a good apple or a rotten apple, right? And it's very important on who we surround our in our immediate circle because if you're nonstop every day talking to people that live an angry life, live a jealousy life, then we all know that a bad fruit, a rotten fruit, can make a good fruit go bad. And so it's important who we surround ourselves with. It's important that we stay connected with each other, right? Because I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever seen a good apple rotten a good apple. And so it's important that we stay connected, that we wake up every day and make the choice to walk in the Spirit. And for some of us, it may be making that choice on a multiple occasion throughout the day, having to choose, am I going to get angry or am I going to show love, Right? And so it's important that we stay connected to Jesus. We all, and when we do, we will show those good fruits. Don't y'all want to be known as a good apple? Because I think about it, and a good-looking apple is, can do well. Uh-huh. And so, but when we stay connected to Jesus, then we know that those good fruits, right, will show in our life. Love will start showing. Joy will start showing. Kindness and all of those, right? And, but we have to stay connected to Jesus. And in order, for, in order to have those fruits in our life, we must be connected to Jesus. And when we do, the Holy Spirit will make us full of joy, kindness, goodness, and so on. But like I said at the beginning, we're human and we may fall short. The Bible says we'll fall short sometimes. But it's, it's important that when we fall short and say, man, I acted out in anger, that we don't stay in that position. And we don't say, man, I acted out in anger. I'm about to have an anger life for the rest of my life. When we act out in anger, recognize it, repent from it, and move on, right? And so it's important for us to always remember that we're not perfect. 
and we'll mess up sometimes. We're human. But it doesn't give us the right or give us the license to live in a sinful nature anymore. And so my bottom line for today is to always stay connected to Jesus. When you stay connected to Jesus, those good, the good fruit will show in your life. When we stay connected to Jesus, good things will come. I'm not saying that our lives are going to be rainbows and flowers for the rest of our life, but good things are going to come, right? When we stay with Jesus, we have victory over the storms in our life, right? And so it's important that we stay connected to Jesus. Amen? And so as I wrap up, I want to leave with this question. I always give the youth kids this, uh, like, a challenge for the week is what fruits do you want to be known as? And this can go from the youngest person to the oldest person in here is what fruit do you want to be known as? Do you want to be known as a, oh, Mr. Tim, he's a loving person. Do you want to be known as Ella is super kind in classes? Or do you want to be known as someone that is always jealous or always mad or starting drama, right? And so I encourage you this week uh, to really look back on your life. How do you respond to these things in life? Because the way we respond, people will see how we respond. And if they say, well, Natalie goes to church and she acts like this, this must be right. And so the way we act in public is a reflection of Christ, of the church, of your pastor, right? And so it's important that we stay connected. Amen? So are y'all ready to stay connected with Jesus? All righty. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to let Austin come up here for when do communion this Sunday. So, Father, we thank you for who you are and who you, what you're about, Father. I thank you right now for all the fruit and all the things that we receive when it comes when we're connected with you, Jesus. And we thank you for it, and we thank you for this week and everything that you're going to do for us. I thank you for the doors and opportunity, open doors and opportunities that are going to come in our path to share more about you. And I thank you in advance, and I call this week for each person in here blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.